Hi friends, this is JFET. Whether you're around the corner or across the world, welcome to The Daily Walk. I want you to take a moment today to pause in Jesus and see what new thing could take place in your life. At the end of this podcast, you can download our app, Boulder Church, or visit us online at boulder.church to connect. And remember, we would love to hear from you as we prepare for our messages every Saturday morning on The Daily Walk. Good morning. It's Wednesday, March 13. Welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky de Oliveira. And I'm Japheth de Oliveira. And uh, middle of the week, and let me uh, pray for everybody. Heavenly Father, just want to thank you again, Lord, to be able to call on your name, to know that as we enter into this passage one more time, uh, we ask for your spirit to give us fresh understanding for your anointing on our lives. Uh, God bless us. Uh, God guide us. Uh, God uh, heal us. We ask this in your beautiful name. Amen. Amen. We have the New Living Translation, the NLT today. Yes. Isaiah chapter 59, verse 14 through Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1. Our courts oppose the righteous and justice is nowhere to be found. Truth stumbles in the streets and honesty has been outlawed. Yes, truth is gone and anyone who renounces evil is attacked. The Lord looked and was displeased to find there was no justice. He was amazed to see that no one intervened to help the oppressed. So he himself stepped in to save them with his strong arm, and his justice sustained him. He put on righteousness as his body armor and placed the helmet of salvation on his head. He clothed himself with a robe of vengeance and wrapped himself in a cloak of divine passion. He will repay his enemies for their evil deeds. His fury will fall on his foes. He will pay them back even to the ends of the earth. In the West, people will respect the name of the Lord. In the East, they will glorify him. For he will come like a raging flood tide driven by the breath of the Lord. The Redeemer will come to Jerusalem to buy back those in Israel who have turned from their sins, says the Lord. And this is my covenant with them, says the Lord. My spirit will not leave them, and neither will these words I have given you. They will be on your lips and on the lips of your children and your children's children forever. I, the Lord, have spoken. Subheading Future Glory for Jerusalem Arise, Jerusalem, let your light shine for all to see. For the glory of the Lord rises to shine on you. Okay, so our question then for today is this. What is the purpose of God's wrath? Is it to destroy or to redeem? Is this a... I was going to add an extra question inside there. Oh, and were say, you? Yeah, I was going to... What were you going to add? I should, just, I should say the question again without adding my own question to it. So what is the purpose of God's wrath? Is it to destroy or to redeem? Okay, that that's is the, the question. Complete... Now you add your part. I would like to hear. Is that a leading question? <laughs> oh, it could be. Well, I don't I mean, know. There are two alternatives. There, there could are. be a third one, or fourth one, or fifth one. There are two. I don't presented. know. I mean, like, I, I, I can't see. I mean, obviously, there are some people maybe who do really do see that God is there to destroy because of that is their view of justice. But, but I, I mean, I lean strongly. Strongly, when I say that, that's my polite way of just saying absolutely, it's to redeem, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like categorically that's why the appearance of God's wrath. But I actually think it's the definition of what is God's wrath in the first place that's the issue. Yeah, you're right. You know, like like that's the the I think that's the harder thing that people struggle through because they're saying, well, what is God's wrath in the first place? Is there is it like God is really like we talked about last week, right? The the trampling and the splattering and all that kind of stuff, and, and is God like 
doing all that and will he do all of that and is that what's going to happen? Um, well, I, I mean, it's obviously, well, I'm not sure if it's obvious, but it seems to be figurative language. Yeah, um, well, true. Maybe, and it's also written by somebody, so there's that. Well, no, absolutely. I mean, Mark Witters, our friend, you know, um, he he did this phenomenal sermon on on. Revelation and talking about uh, the image of the wrath of God and, and the images that we have of God like coming across as this this victor and then the the, the trampling and the authority and, and there are some people who, who kind of love this who mm. want God to be this kind of like this destroyer right and yet um, I want evil gone I want evil dealt with and, right. and I want it. I want it removed, and I know that God will uh, remove it. Um, and yet, I also uh, love uh, the beauty of who God is, and I love that love is who God is. And so, Father, forgive them for who they are. You know, they don't know what they're doing. Um, placing that image uh, with God. I think that's why we as human beings really struggle putting language together to express who God is all the time. And, and wrath is one of the most complex things that we're always trying to, to deal with. Paul does a, the Apostle Paul does a really good job uh, and in Romans when he talks about this. Well, and I think just the issue of who is evil and what is evil and how do you pinpoint what evil deserves to be destroyed can be a little bit difficult. Um, because you think you look at the world and there are a lot of problems, a lot of things that mm -hmm, are going mm -hmm. wrong. It's not clear exactly why that is, and there are even some things. You know, they they say that the um, was it lead in gasoline? Oh yeah, was what caused the massive spike in crime in the 1980s. That there's been a drop in in crime, particularly homicide, since the 80s, and it has to do with removing lead. What? From gasoline and from paint. How do they? I think well, it affects crawl. people's brains. So what I'm saying okay. is that some some of what maybe we see as evil could be environmental effects on people. Well, yeah. You know, there are sometimes. Okay. Well, I mean, one thing we know for sure is a lot of people doing evil things. If you read the newspapers, you know, a huge majority of the time, some freakish incident mm. happens. The person was high. They were under the influence of mm. something. So. I don't know. It, it just, I don't know. I mean, to me, it creates a lot of issues about who is evil, what is evil, what needs to be stomped out exactly. And none of us thinks that we need to be stomped out. <laughs> yeah. So nobody's yeah. going to say that. Yeah. Generally speaking, I guess there are a few people who probably would. I, I think that when I read this passage, and as we read it again today, um, I look at this passage and I look at uh, what the, the promise of this passage is and, and the incredible tone that, that Isaiah is taking here as, as they want justice to be done. And they want, and God says, look, I'm coming here. And he says, look, no one, no one uh, has intervened and he's here to help the oppressed. But then he, he ends with this kind of these epic words uh, in verse 21. He says, God says that this is my covenant with them. And my spirit has been placed upon them. And I think we, we, we say that every time, we read it every time. And maybe we miss the, the strength of that uh, promise is that, that God is saying that I, when, I'm, when I make a promise, uh, my promise is guaranteed no matter what. It's like I'm going to hold my end of the bargain uh, to the nth degree. And, and I love the generational way that it will be in your mouths, your grandchildren, forever and ever. That's what God orders. That's what God says. That's what he, he claims. And I think that um, that for me means that God is going to deal with it. 
that God's going to deal with it and it's to redeem. God's going to deal with it. And that's what uh, that's where all the wrath of God leads to is reconciliation. Yeah, and I mean, it, in, in a sense, it doesn't matter what our perception is of this because God's doing whatever it is that he's doing. But I find in terms of thinking about justice in general, what's helpful for me to think is whatever I think that I deserve, I would have to reverse that and figure everybody deserves that. Mm-hmm. Just like a way of thinking about a fair society is to... If when you design the way that society should be, right. you do it blind, not knowing what your position is in that society. Because usually, when we think of you know how taxes should be done or how things should be distributed or whatever, we do it with an assumption of where we fit into that. Mm-hmm. And so we do it in a way that benefits us. But when you don't know how you fit, then you have to choose something that's more fair. And to me, I mean, again, it doesn't matter how I decide to design anything. It's kind of a thought experiment because God's the one in charge of doing this. But in terms, I guess, of what I would like to see or how I go about understanding it because it's the only thing that I can control, I think I have to think of it as being something that would be no more harmful for any other person than it would be for me, for for what I think I would deserve. I would look at the um, I would look at the overall tone of the entire Bible and the story. The, the bigger narrative of the entire Bible is always that God is there to remember us. God is there to redeem us. God is there to let us know that He knows us, and He knows us personally, and He knows us like as as a wider community, and He wants us to be part of His family. And that, for me, is what everything that He does is part of. And so, while we don't understand some things. And while we don't understand what they mean always, if we keep that in mind, I think it actually helps us kind of process this in a better place. So Mm. let me uh, repeat the question uh, one more time for us today. What is the purpose of God's wrath? Think about that. It's a heavy, heavy subject and something to think about. Is it to destroy or to redeem? Ask your friends about that. Talk about it. Look after each other and absolutely live love. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. If you remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church forward slash give. Until next time, look after each other and live love.